thing on. Hello and welcome to week 16 of DFS Deep Dive. I'm hoping that many of y'all are still in your, in your non-DFS, in your, in, your, in your dynasty leagues, in your redraft, whatever. And I'm hoping that y'all can fill competitive lineups because last week and this week we've had so many injuries and all that. It's just been tough. So good luck to everybody out there. I'll go ahead and start that off. But like I said, we're DFS Deep Dive. We're a weekly, recur- weekly recurring daily fantasy sports show. Uh, I've got two other guests, with, two other hosts with me tonight. That's Matt, Lou, Luke and Mav. As always, we're doing it today early. We thought with it being Christmas Eve, we would let we would uh, encourage everybody to enjoy their Christmas. Merry Christmas to all! And um, like like I said, we're just D, we're DFS deep dive, and we'll kick it over to Luke and Mav to introduce themselves at this point in time. Hey guys, my name is Lucas Depow. You can find me at Lucas Depow on Twitter. So all things Steelers, Blue Jackets, Buckeyes, fantasy football. Um, as we said before, you know, it's the first time doing a, uh, podcast type work. Uh, me and Maver kind of dipping our toes in here and it's been a fun year going with them and both these guys, it's been a good, good time. So good luck to everybody in the fantasy playoffs and good luck fielding a lineup. If you got anybody left after COVID and injuries and, uh, Mav, how you doing today? Uh, not so bad. I think I have two dynasty teams in the postseason. My redraft team, uh, three-way tie for fourth, but I have the lowest amount of points, so that kicked me out. I always start off hot in redraft, and just weak finishes the last two years. So unfortunate. But just like Lucas said, um, my first year doing any kind of like anything in fantasy, so trying to get my feet wet, see where it goes from here. On like, just, I'm nothing like Brian who writes like thirty articles a week. It's just not me. It's just not me. That that sounds like a lot of writing. So that's not something I'll probably ever do. <laughs> but you know, talking sports is always fun. Like my Twitter there is protagonist TV underscore. Um, you could always find me on Twitter talking about Patriots, like I do pretty much every day, even whether they're playing or not. We're always talking Patriots and whatever the hot, hottest topic is for the day in terms of fantasy. Right now it's COVID and whoever's healthy and whoever's not sick. Right. So if you have a decent amount of a decent team that you can play in any league, God bless you because you, you got luck on your side there. Um, also, this hold on, let me actually like place this here. The Cut Podcast Network is currently sponsored by Better Fantasy. That is B E T T O R. My God, this is so bright. Let me move this back over here. Jesus. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on your matchups. So like I said, if you have any healthy, non-sick uh, teams, you might want to put some money on them. Why not, right? You can cash out for gift cards when your bet hits and even raise money for charity along the way. It is a brand new company looking to grow their community at the moment. It's a slick and fun app to use. Free-to-play, 
you can download on Android and iPhone. And if you use the code, uh, use the code, the cut, when you create your account, you receive a thousand credits. Thank you, Better Fancy, for, for sponsoring this episode. Yeah, so like, like I mentioned at the top, um, at this point in time, a lot of people have COVID designations, injuries, whatever. So last year I started, I started a podcast a week 11, just so those that are either no longer playing or having a difficult time, we could go the, we could go the DFS route. So a couple of Twitter handles I want to throw out there. All, all of our content here at the cut can be found at the, at the cut FFB. And then as for me, I'm at Vandegrad 92. And like I said, we'll continue to be there with you throughout week 16, 17, 18. If, if your seasonal leagues in, that's okay. We're, we're here for you. And, you know, like I said, I continued all the, the fun all the way through week 18 last year and even did some Twitter content in regards to the playoff content, playoff material too. So just keep that in mind. There's always other opportunities when your season ends. So hopefully you'll keep along, keep joining us. Um, as of now, what I wanted to go over real quick is kind of the, the teams that are not on the main slate, the games that are not on the main slate this week. Soon, very, very soon. The 49ers will be playing at the Titans. Then you've got two games on Saturday. You've got the Browns at the Packers. And you've also got the Colts at the Cardinals. I think both of those probably be pretty competitive, cert- certainly playoff bearing. So those are a couple of good games. On Sunday night, you've got the Washington football team at the Cowboys. Cowboys are big favorites in that. Washington could still, I'm guessing, pretty much any team in the NFC East can, can somehow get in the playoffs. Probably not this year, but certainly last year. And then last but not least, for Monday night, you got the Dolphins and the Saints. Saints, once again, they're trying to figure out what, who their quarterback is. And at this point, it sounds like Ian Book from Notre Dame because a, a couple more uh, COVID designations. So it's been a rough time. And then I also wanted to go over the, the games with high over-unders and or high implied totals. Being honest, there's only one game with a high over-under, and it's actually going to be the Rams playing at the Vikings. That's sitting at 48 and a half uh, just about an hour ago. And there's several teams that have high implied totals in addition to that game. The Bucks are sitting at 27. The Chargers at 28. Philadelphia's at 25. You've also got the Chiefs at 28, which you know I, I know Luke and I aren't thrilled about that, but we'll see. And then there's a couple more games sitting at 24. The Bengals are at 24, and the Seahawks are at 24. And I don't know. The Seahawks are probably one team I, out of those that don't, don't overly excite me, but that's just me. Guys, if y'all want to at this point in time, if you want to introduce your lineups, that'd be great. Yeah, since we got all my teams back on the, you know, the proper time they're supposed to be playing football, this was very easy. Um, my redraft team is pretty it's is already eliminated from the playoffs. Um, so I was just like, let me let me try something different this week with my lineup. Let me go a little bit unconventional with quarterback. So hold on, let me post the there so at 5300 we went with the super discounted quarterback that's gonna ball out this week mac jones and we threw up the stack with my usual tight end the red zone beast hunter henry hey map can you put it on the screen damn i always forget to do that i always forget something you're gonna all you're you're always all excited forget. that's why all your players yeah right these, right you know, <laughs> we, we turn up everything upside down <laughs> <laughs> uh, show that. That all right? There we go. See, look, look, this red red zone beast. Twenty five last week, and then just a bunch of tens across the board. Twenty five fantasy points last week, and then obviously he didn't do anything the week before against Buffalo because Mac threw like a half a pass. So, 
Um, so obviously, I mean, uh, it works, right? He threw three, Carson Wentz threw five. It's called winning formula. Maybe more teams should, try yeah. It. But Wentz threw no, no, Wentz <laughs> completed five passes, he threw like 15, and they were all terrible. Oh, yeah, he did only complete five, yeah, yeah, they were terrible. He could have been, he should have been picked off like three times. One of them should have been a pick six. They were so close to getting that it game was, away. <laughs> yeah, it was. And then all I'm hearing in the first three quarters, like, wow, the Patriots, they look terrible. Terrible this, terrible that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. And it's only a three-point game before JT decided to, you know, score a 60, was it 60 yeah. touchdown? Yeah, it was only a three-point game. And it was the worst game I've ever watched from a, a Patriots team. That, you know, a, a playoff Patriots team. It was one of the worst games I've ever watched. And it was yeah. a three-point game. You guys pulled a Steelers, came to life a little too late. <laughs> so if, if everybody's happy about what they watched from, from the Colts' point of view, oh, yeah, just believe it. I'm excited for the Patriots if that's how bad we're going to look, and it's a three-point game. <laughs> In the meantime, we went very expensive receiver. We went Cooper Cup. I don't know why he's in my flex there, but sure. And then, of course, we got to go Justin Jefferson. Like, <laughs> come on. My dynasty wide receiver one. Everybody thought it was CD Lamb. That's what everybody thought all year. CD Lamb this, CD Lamb that. I'm like, no. Wait, Justin Jefferson's gonna just not repeat what he did last year, but he's gonna ball out again. So we went very expensive at receiver there. Then I kind of like didn't really know what to do at running back. So we had to go cheap. So we went cheap and you know, we went with everybody's favorite. Running back that just hasn't seen the ball a lot this year, but there's no Lenny, so we're gonna go Rojo. I'm expecting a big game out of him because Brady watching who's the other running back? Keyshawn Vaughn. Yeah, yeah. yeah Brady back. does. Brady does not like him. Yeah, he's not good. Yeah, there was a <laughs> lot of looks he was giving in the game, and I was like, yeah, Brady doesn't like him. So honestly, there's Rojo, but if Le'Veon Bell plays, he's the RB two. Do not be surprised. Yeah, he's the RB two. Keyshawn Vaughn, Brady was. Just, He's going to get cut next week at the rate he was going. <laughs> um, but running back two, you heard Austin Eckler say it earlier on a podcast that he was on. He said, pick up Justin Jackson. Austin Eckler, I will take your advice. And I picked up Justin Jackson at 4200 So that means we still got money to play around with. So, of course, I decided to go defense first because, you know, we got, we got to see what we're going to do with our money here. We got to be a little smart with it. They gave Tua some trouble last week, so I went with the Jets here against Jacksonville. I don't know what Jacksonville was doing, coach, no coach. I, I, I don't know what they got going on over there, but I, I like what the Jets have been doing the last few, you know, this season. Even though the record doesn't show it, just like it, they, they, they did last year. Jets are one of those teams that usually play better than their record. It's just, they're just so bad in the first half, and they're just playing catch-up the rest of the game. But their team is pretty solid. They definitely played played a lot better the last month or so for sure. Yeah, and I'm, and they get behind. Unfortunately, they have to go to the pass. Yeah, and and, and unfortunately, you know, like you know, their their point differential is like minus one seventy eight. <laughs> but if you look at early in the year, they were losing by one score to the Titans. They beat them. Falcons that was a seven point game. The Bengals they beat them. Texans they beat them right. But a lot of the losses to Dolphins when they they could have they could have won that. Dolphins again, another one score game. So they're they're somewhat competitive. It's just, you know, you got some blowouts here and there. That makes it worse. And what what's the price tag on them? The Jets were twenty seven hundred. Yeah, that's a that's a good one to go with for sure under three. And then my last two receivers, I went with 
I've been on this guy for the last month now, and I was hoping he was somebody the Patriots drafted. I went Amon Ross St. Brown again. I think this is like the fourth straight week. And the budget beast of the week, Antonio Brown at 4900 That leaves me with 300 actually, if I wanted to play around. Um, you do got Davis Mills at 5500 I told you last week, Luke, Davis Mills and Cooks stack. I, I was waiting for that. I told you. I was you. waiting for a text. And then remember, oh remember when you said, oh, don't do this either. Remember when I put the team together? Huntley, Bateman, and Andrews. I don't know what oh Bateman did gosh. last week. I don't know what Bateman did I last week. About I that. guess nothing. I don't know. Um, he did absolutely nothing last week, which is fine. That's only wait, how much was yeah, it? Yeah, five hundred. With what Andrews and Huntley did, I think you would have been fine. Yeah. Yeah. So I messed around and did and did yeah Andrews and Huntley. That's like sixty three points and a forced Bateman for like forty five hundred. That's like nothing. Yeah. So, but still, I mean, after getting those two. Yeah, I mean, Huntley was not 6,000 last week. That's actually crazy how much he went up. He was 5,400 last week, and he gave you 35. And what I say? Andrews? Well, Andrews gave yeah, you another 38. Off. So, yeah, you got 73 points between these two players on a team that I was just messing around with. Right. So, I should I should put that team together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is my team here. Mac, Rojo, Justin Jackson, Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Amon Ross St. Brown, Antonio Brown. It's a lot of Browns. Hunter Henry and the Jets defense. Well, one thing that's really important for everybody to remember, there, there's going to be a lot of players because of COVID and, and injuries and stuff. There's a lot of inexpensive players out there. So just keep that in mind. And the other thing that's important, right, with, with the new COVID protocol, keep an eye on whether they actually are declared out on Sunday because there's a lot of movement that can be made between now and Sunday. If, if a guy was if a guy was tested positive, but he was he was vaccinated, he, he actually just has, from my understanding, he has to have back-to-back negative tests, and he can actually play. And it's still just Thursday. So just watch all this leading up to game time. Yeah, we're still waiting on some big names like Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. We still don't know what their status is. And, and, and Kendrick Bourne. Stop it. Don't, play, on- don't put him in that category. <laughs> <laughs> he said Kendrick. Yeah. He's probably at a good price though. He's yeah, five thousand. Yeah. He's five thousand. The one time um, played him, he scored two touchdowns. So yeah, the only um thing is with my lineup is that I have the number one and number two price receiver. So if they don't play well, team isn't that good. I'm the expecting. I, I'm, ex- oh, I'm expecting for Hunter Henry to be a red zone beast and for Mac to not throw. To do what he did, like I said, I told you two, three touchdowns and 300 yards. I told you that. I was so close. Right. He threw a pick in the red zone. If he doesn't throw that pick, that's exactly what I said. Yeah, he, he actually looked like a rookie a little bit. He showed, you know, made a couple of Oh, mistakes. Darius Leonard made him look bad on some throws. I got on, it. On some plays. Yeah, Darius Leonard made him look made him look like a rookie. It was literally just that. That have matchup you, there, Leonard, Leonard won that. Have you guys watched any of the hard knocks with the Colts, the end season? It's... You see a lot of Darius Leonard, and that dude is crazy off the field as he is on the field. It's pretty good inside of their locker room. I, I, somebody showed it. I was look. I was on Twitter scrolling earlier, and uh, Mac Jones made a, a switch at the line, and he motioned over Hunter Henry, and Darius Leonard is like, "Yo, they're gonna toss it here," and he he blows up the play. <laughs> yeah, he one, one thing I would throw out there: the Bills, the Bills do have a good defense, but that being said, we have nothing because because of the game was. Uh, well, what really bad weather, rain, and 
wins and everything else. You have nothing to go by from from week from the first game they played. So at oh, those, those no price idea. tags, it's hard to hard to. No idea what Max going to do to them. And Tre'Davious White is still out too, so that's a big deal. Um, the only pivot I would I actually like lineup a lot would um, just the defensive with an extra couple hundred. You go up one hundred and get Denver's D against the Raiders. And Denver's D is very good, and I don't like the Raiders' offense at all because Darren Waller just died. Apparently, I guess he's not coming back this year. Oh. So that that was the only one I think I'd rather play Denver over the Jets. I don't mind yeah, the Jets because Trevor Lawrence has been, been pretty solid, but Trevor Lawrence does make a lot of mistakes. So I'm not. Can't be too upset about going against Jacksonville, but I I just prefer Denver over the Jets. That's the only thing I had wrote down here. Brian, did you have any specific pivots off there? No, I'll I'll mention a few later. Like I said, there's there's several like really inexpensive players I'd like to throw out there later. Like outside of like uh Antonio, I'm on Ron St. Brown because I know not a lot of people are still like high on him. You can with 300, you can you have Russell Gage at 59, Malcolm Brown at 58, DJ Moore if he plays at 57, Van Jefferson at 55, who's actually cheaper than St. Brown. So that's an extra 100 you're saving there. Um, Darnell Mooney, I was actually thinking about doing Darnell Mooney and Justin Field stack, but I'm sorry, Christian, I'm not, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that here. I think uh, Fields may be hurt too. I, I think Andy Dalton took the snaps today. And the Bears have been so bad in the red zone. Oh, no, that's Daniel Jones. Oh, uh, that yeah, that Sunday night game, or was it Monday night or something? Monday night. They had 400 yards of offense but, and nine points. That, yeah, that's, that's been the problem. They've been able to move the ball between the 20s, but they can't finish it. And in, and in DFS, you, you've got to have people that go score touchdowns for you occasionally. So, Mooney's. Well, go ahead, Brian. Mooney's been a little bit down the last four games, too. I, I love him in general, but the last four games, he's not been playing that well. So. Right. I was just going to say, you wouldn't have a stack if you did this, but how would, would you go up 100 and play Matt Ryan just because he's playing Detroit instead of Mac against Buffalo, or you still rather play Mac? I don't know if you could fit Matt Ryan and Gage. I think you'd be a little short. I don't think it would work. Uh, you, you need 400. You're 100 short off that. Yeah, so. Gage is 50, it's 59, yeah. But, yeah, I think Matt Ryan could have a good game against the Lions. Wait, I mean, I, I could go Falcons defense, but do we even trust Falcons defense? I don't no. Know. No. <laughs> and, I mean, maybe if Jared Goff is on COVID list, that, they could be a steel defense if they don't have Jared Goff or Swift or Hawkinson. Like, I don't see the Lions moving the ball too much. Yeah, they, they're they're acting like Swift's going to play. I'm, I'm really interested to see if he actually does. And to see what kind of role that Craig Reynolds got, because that guy's ran hard and looked really good. He's gonna have a role with the team for sure. Yeah, he's got he's got to. He's deserved it. And even if Swift comes back, I don't see him getting more than twelve to thirteen touches. I don't think. So. Right. He's been out a while. All right, with my lineup, I'm going to one of my rival teams and using a stack of Joe Burrow at fifty nine hundred and T Higgins at sixty two hundred. I actually did consider Chase for once instead, but I want to pay down a little bit. Um, Baltimore secondary is absolutely depleted. Um, he had 15 targets in the first game against Baltimore, and I think this the Ravens had nobody left in secondary. So I think Burrow has a much better game. He had a very ugly game. That Denver Bengal game was horrible last week. Burrow and- scored Burrow scored 30 fantasy points in, in the first matchup against the Ravens, too. So keep that in mind. Yeah, and this is a huge, huge game in the North, both eight and six. So they know this is if the Bengals want to get to the next step, this is a time for them not to be the Bungles. Let's go, Bengals. 
Um, at running back, I went Javante Williams at 6,100. I've been playing Melvin Gordon a lot on here. He's still banged up. They each had 15 carries last week. This is 100% a split. But I think with Drew Locke, they're going to lean on him and Melvin Gordon a lot. I don't know where the coaching staff is. They're so annoying. Yeah, I mean, it's not, Melvin Gordon's played good for him. That's the thing. But I, it's just they need a quarterback bad. They can't have him figure out quarterback since Peyton retired. Nope. Even then, Peyton wasn't good his last his Super Bowl year. He had noodle arm, and that defense carried him all the way. But the couple years before that, obviously, Peyton was shattering records with Demarius and Eric Decker and all that. Brock Osweiler. Paxton Lynch. Yeah, they, oh, they spent God. some high picks on some bad quarterbacks. Trevor really Simeon. <laughs> I just always imagine that offense, if they would get Aaron Rodgers with all those weapons, it would not be good for the AFC. And I couldn't imagine a division with Justin Herbert, Mahomes, and Aaron Rodgers all in the same division. That would be insane. Oh, goodness, yeah. I feel bad for the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, and Derek Carr. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> um, the next running back, um, I've already touched on Justin Jackson. Um, I think even if Eckler plays, I still think he's a good play. I don't I think Eckler's 100%, and it's the Texans. And I think he'll get at least ten to fifteen touches, even if Eckler does play this week. And I know Eckler, Eckler played last week, right? Uh, Jackson had thirteen and a catch. Yeah, Eckler's not one hundred percent healthy. And well, that's the worst thing. Even if he clears COVID, wasn't it an ankle or something he was dealing with last mm-hmm. week? Yeah, and I know they won't say it publicly, but it's the Texans. They'll they'll be okay, and especially if the Texans don't have Brandon Cooks, I don't know how the heck they would move the ball because he's on the COVID list right now too. So I don't know how he used to move the ball if Brandon Cooks don't play. And then to keep in mind, y'all like Davis Mills, or excuse me, Mav likes Davis Mills a little bit. Don't forget about Nico Collins. Mm-hmm. For sure. He's a, he's the QB two of this rookie of this rookie class. You know, honestly, you know, I, I think about them being the second pick next year, and like I think they should just roll Davis Mills one more year. And oh, just yeah. build the line somewhere. Don't take another quarterback, but it's Houston. They're a train wreck right now. Who knows what they're going to do it to? Let's be honest. Mills has played relatively well, and he had he reps in college, so I'd give him another chance. Yeah, yeah. he has. He has no first first team reps in the offseason because that was that went to um Tyler. Tyler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would see. I mean, we'll see. Houston's got a lot of work to do to fix that franchise. Ever since the Hopkins trade, they have been in just. Uh, mm-hmm. Bill O'Brien really put that franchise in the coffin. But he did that on purpose. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, the next receiver was Russell Gage. Mab touched on him a little bit. He's still too cheap for what the heck he's done. He's just not Ryan's favorite guy all of a sudden. I think he everybody is like earlier in the year. I know he was a big sleeper pick. Like a lot of people in the summer then didn't do nothing. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, there he is. Like, that's what everyone expected, like you said, from the beginning of the year. So now he's doing he, it. I had him. I had him at a solid wide, uh, wide receiver too. Yeah, I thought he had better year too, especially when we assumed Calvin Ridley would be on one side and Pitts, like he'd be the guy to be open. Yep. You know. So, um, the next receiver, we're going down to Odell Beckham Jr. at fifty three hundred. Um, I like him and Van. I mean, the Vikings secondary is kind of like the Ravens are pretty beat up. They're not good. Um. I think OBJ is a good chance at a touchdown this week and a big play, and that's all you really need for him at that price. For the talent he is, Cooper Cup can't catch every pass, right? Or can he? he <laughs> no, <laughs> just, I mean, he might. And that's well, the other thing that's nice is that's the highest highest implied total on the board. So you assume it's going to be a high-scoring game, even with Alvin Cook out. So. Yeah, I'm fine taking a shot with any of the three big receivers there. And 
Although the Rams running back situation, if Cam Akers really plays, I'm not too keen on uh, playing any of those guys. Um, I'd like to see how that shapes out. Sonny Michelle looks like he's took over Daryl Henderson the last couple of weeks. I would just sit out Cam Akers the rest of the year. Yeah, I I guess they're doing it for a playoff push. I don't know. I mean, three-headed monster is not going to be good for fantasy, though. I think all of them are kind of be irrelevant now. Yeah, all they did is they activated him. He's got a three-week practice window, so – it's he crazy. may or may come back. If you don't, if you don't come back within three weeks, they can just put him on season-ending IR. So, like Mavs said, it's very, very realistic. He made it sit out. I can't believe it off a of torn Achilles. How quick? Good for him. Oh yeah. Um, tight end. We're chasing the points from last week, and he's been on fire. Mark Andrews is seven K. Um, you know, I'm using a Kelsey play, but obviously with him having COVID. Um, but if Kelsey does play, obviously I don't know how the Steelers are going to cover him unless they just stick Meek on top of him the whole game like they did Darren Waller. But if, if uh, Kelsey and Tyreek Hill play, I'm very scared for how bad the stewardies have been. Yeah. Um, Joe Hayden was nice to have back the last week. He made a lot of plays, not just that last tackle, but he was definitely helped. Um, we got running back for flex. James Robinson's 5,900. Um, I mean, it's the Jets run D. It's not good. And J-Rob's the only guy around anymore. And new coaching staff fed him the rock last week. He didn't really have a huge game, but he got a touchdown and had about 80 yards or 70 and he gave you 17 points. That's not bad. Yeah. And and speaking of Jets, def- run game, run defense being not bad, they're actually dead last, so they're very bad. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know. I knew they were bottom, bottom. I didn't know they were <laughs> the bottom, but. Yeah, they're 32nd. <laughs> yeah, I, cha- I changed that last minute. <laughs> uh, my defense is the Chargers 3,400. Like I said, if the, if the Texans don't have Brandon Cooks, I don't see. You might get a defensive TD here, and it might just be a big game, so. We'll see what happens. Um, one pivot I have for myself, I almost didn't play James Robinson, but I was kind of being a homer. And but Clyde Edwards Alaire at 5,800. If you've watched the Steeler games, you know our run D has been horrendous. Yep. Edwards Alaire could have a good game, especially if Tyreek Hill and Kelsey out. He could be a mm-hmm. big sneaky play at 5,800. The only pivot I have here is uh, you can go up 100 bucks. You can play Huntley instead of Burrow. Yeah. <laughs> Same game, yeah, and I'm fine with either quarterback. Huntley gives you more rushing upside too. Mm-hmm. But I'm he, looks, be, he yeah. looked really good last week. That's crazy. I, I'm I'm so scared like to play him though because I feel like everybody's going to play him and he's going to disappoint. But yeah, lightning doesn't always strike <laughs> strike at the same bottom more than once. So. No, no, he looked really good last he week. Did he's like, like someone's going to find him? Like you could have thought that was Lamar. Like that's how good he looked. Yeah, they're not keep, keeping keep him old. forever as a backup. He's going to be going somewhere to get paid. Mm-hmm. Um, other pivots. I'm trying to see whatever down here. Um, I only got 100 left over, so I can't do that. I don't mind playing Mike Williams. Also, the Texans has a good chance at a deep ball this week. Um, other than that, I think most of these don't really fit. For a, a punt tight end, I really like Cole Kamen at 3,300. He keeps being more and more involved in the offense. He had a lot of targets Monday night, too. I think he's starting oh, to come on. My God. Ten receptions and for 43 yards for Marquise <laughs> Brown. It's not a good average. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, but that's the thing about Huntley. Besides Andrews, he got absolutely nobody involved. So, if I, if, if I, if I was the Bengals, I'd almost double-team Andrews. One guy, too, to mention, you touched on if DJ Moore plays. If he doesn't, I don't mind Robbie Anderson at 4,900 against Tampa's secondary. I know the Carolina Panthers are a mess at quarterback, but if DJ Moore's out, somebody's got to catch the ball, and I think he's the only guy I really trust. 
and and at least he showed a flicker after, after uh, two weeks ago. I forget what the what his exact stats were, but Anderson had a pretty decent game two weeks ago. Yeah, he was lifeless before that. And Brian, as a Steeler fan, I have to ask you: If Pat Freermuth is out, would you punt to Zach Gentry? Are you going there? I can't. <laughs> he might have a sneaky role. I don't know. I kind of got a funny feeling, but the Steelers do like their tight end. And he's made a couple plays here and there, like on third down. He's gotten a lot better this year. Like, I don't think he's anything special, but if you What's absolutely – 2,800. I literally wrote it down just to keep an eye on. I just wanted to see. To me, that's a little bit much because I'm sitting at I'm sitting on like a C.J. Uzama at 3,000. He's at least done something this year. And I know, the match no, only, what, 33, so – I know nobody pays any attention to the Patriots, so I'm going to say this now. If Kendrick Bourne and we have three receivers out right now, we have like literally nobody, and I don't think they're going to have Gunner playing receiver. Off the practice squad, if Trey Nixon plays, I'd play him. Who is that? He hasn't played. He's a rookie. He's a rookie. He's a rookie. He's been in the, the practice squad all year. And they have him catching passes with the, the only healthy receivers we have, which is just a Kobe Myers. Um, who else is even healthy anymore? I, Kobe I Myers, Gunner, who's the, the punt returner. Uh, Nikhil Harry? I think he's hurt. That's a surprise. So, what is hands? He got hurt, and Aguilar <laughs> got hurt. And uh, Kendrick Bourne. Um, might have COVID. So, so like, I'm going to ask the really stupid off the wall question. Um, so with them basically not having having any receiver any receivers besides tight end and running backs, you feel comfortable with Mac Jones? Yeah. True. Yeah, I already knew this. Right. I already knew this when when I picked them. What about? Can we go back to Ramondre Stevenson after he burned everybody last week? Will they run the ball more this week? I mean, he just got blown up by whatever. I don't know why they kept trying to toss the ball instead of running up the middle. Josh McDaniels deserves to get like RKO'd through a table for that. Like <laughs> his play, his running, his, his run calls were very bad. Just run it up the middle, just up the middle. Is Damien is Damien Harris out again this week? I haven't seen anything. He's cleared to play. Oh, okay. From what I've yeah, seen so far, Brandon Bolden could be a sneaky play too because Stevenson has not practiced this week. What about the obviously they're playing the Lions, the Falcons guys, Mike Davis, 4,900, Cordell Patterson, 6,700. Mike Davis seems to be getting a little more involved again, like he was last year. Here, I, I was gonna, I was gonna go back to Cordell Patterson, but like, I'm just not, I don't know, I haven't been on Mike Davis at all this year. Not Mike, I agree. I mean, at 6,700, if you can fit Patterson, you, you go that route, but yeah, yeah. you're paying um, up, and I, I don't like Mike Davis. I'm telling you right now, if you need a pivot for 3,000, see if he plays. I'm gonna Aaron, remember that. I'm gonna remember that name. <laughs> I never heard of this dude. His college team because he got drafted in the seventh round. The only reason he even got drafted in the seventh round is because he had an injury. He was like a fifth round grade, I think I saw. And okay. his college tape was really good. Okay. For somebody that like nobody even spoke about, like his, he I I, I saw him because I think there was a, an assistant that retired this year, and his last pick was Trey Nixon. And the last time he drafted a receiver, I think they said it was David Givens. <sighs> Screw that guy. <laughs> Killed us in the playoffs. Um, I so if he, I think he could be really good if he has like reps. I think he could be really good. Yeah. So I'm going to, 
while we're talking about really, really, really inexpensive receivers, that I'm that seems completely off the wall. If if Kelsey and Hill don't play, if memory serves me, Josh Gordon is at thirty one hundred. <laughs> yeah, that could be that could be a good play. Yeah. I actually picked him up in a couple of leagues where basically I have Eckler, Hill, um, Cooks, pretty much everybody that is, is anybody is out. So would you would you play him over Pringle and Demarcus Robinson? Me, yes. But I'd play okay. Harbin over all of them. Me too. I just Pringle, Robinson, and Gordon, I feel like are all the same, but I don't know. Which which um, one? Which one's had the better career and obviously has more athleticism still left in the tank? That is true. I'll give you that. Um, I Dem- could Demir Bird at thirty three hundred could be a solid play too. He was like the wide receiver two on the Bears, right next to Mooney. Who got hurt amongst the Bears? Uh, receiver. Every, every, everybody. Um, <laughs> I mean, A Rod has been hurt all year. Yeah, the Bird doesn't have an injury report here. I think it was Mooney. Um, no, it wasn't Mooney. It was the, it was a guy that they sometimes use for reverses and stuff, and not Mooney. I let me it. ask you um, one tight end. None of us mentioned that we probably need to is Gronk at sixty two with all the receivers. I was out. about to. I was getting there with your pivots. Okay, here. I, I know. I was like, I could save eight hundred and go down to Gronk, and then you could really. Oh, it's not even not even that. I was gonna go from Gage to one. One of my favorites lately, I'm on Ross St. Brown, and you can go from J-Rob to Gronk. Oh, double tight end. Okay. Yeah. I got and you. Don't forget about that, uh, Tyler Johnson at 39. He's cheap, too. So. Yeah, I think we're all liking the whoever's left for Tampa Bay weapons. <laughs> <laughs> for Brady, sure. Still get his, get his yards and, and a touchdown or two, even though he didn't last week. I tell you what, one more punt, and I'll let Brian get to his lineup. This guy gets 10 points every week. It's Laquan Treadwell for Jacksonville. He keeps getting like five for 50. He's 3,500, and if you needed just a safe 10 to probably eight to 10 point floor, he'll get you there. I get. I agree. I, I pick, Along with Gordon, Treadwell is my other player to pick up this week. For, I may have. I, him, so. I may have to start him in a fancy playoffs because I have with the DJ Moore, Brandon Cooks team, and I might not have both, so it's going to get gross here. Yeah. Just keep that in mind for anybody who is still playing seasonal. There's a, there's some inexpensive, decent players that, that are still available. It's hard to come by, especially. Oh, hold on. You're talking about Jakeem Grant. Yeah, there you go. Oh, he got hurt. hurt. He's out for the season. So I think. Well, Perfect. I mean, well, he just has a concussion here. <clears throat> um, we should mention that Jeff Wilson has scored a touchdown tonight on the opening drive. Debo Samuel got tackled on the one. That's unfortunate. Oh man, I'm playing against Jeff Wilson too in a playoffs. Of course, that's how that's how she rolls. Well, I mean, she, he only has six points right now, so yeah, yeah. one carry for one yard and a touchdown. Of course, <laughs> no, no. Jeff Wilson has three carries, eight yards, and a touchdown. Oh, he did get a couple. Okay, yeah. I've been trying to look up and down. Jimmy G, five for five, fifty-nine yards. He did. Tannehill just got sacked. Do All right, Brian. You can kittle. Yeah, go ahead, Brian. You want to read off yours, Brian? So I, I'm going to give this full disclosure. <laughs> Did not be boring. My original lineup actually had five of Luke's nine players in it. So I wanted to go ahead and, you know, th- that I'll sounds be honest, like bad news already. <laughs> on, on Sunday, if things don't change, I'll probably go back to a very similar lineup as, as Luke there. But the lineup I came up with, I've got, I've got a stack here of Herbert and also Keenan Allen. Fairly, inex- fairly expensive stack. 
Herbert's sitting at 7,200 and Keenan's sitting at 77. So what's that? 14,900. They're playing at the Texans. Although I, I think Davis Mills is pretty good. The Texans defense, I'm not sure they're very good at all. So that, that's my stack. And we were just talking about James Robinson facing the 32nd ranked defense. Interestingly enough, the 31st ranked defense is the Seattle Seahawks. And they just so happen to play David Montgomery. So David Montgomery at 5,700 is my is one running back. James Robinson sitting at 5,900 is the other. I said, let's attack those two very bad defenses. And for cheap, I mean, I don't I don't love the implied total for either team. The Bears is sitting at 18 and the Jags is at 21, but they're both volume based top 12 running backs this week. Wait, who was the, you said Robinson and who? Robinson and Montgomery. Montgomery, okay. Yeah, they they're going against the 31st and 32nd ranked defenses against the run. So I thought that was that was a good way. That's it. a good way to go about it. I sometimes try to do that. You definitely want to take advantage. You got to get a volume-based kind of guy that's pretty much got the backfield to himself. So that's always good. Um, along with Keenan, my wide receivers, I definitely agree with Antonio Brown. Like I said, we're all trying to attack with with the Bucks. I mean, they're still going to score points. And the other wide receiver I've got that I believe is Luke has is T. Higgins. Um, he had a bad game last week. But I expect a bounce back this week. Prior to that, he had 300 yard games in a row, and he was that whole offense last week was just pretty much off. Not sure why. Even Jamar Chase is bad. Dallas Goddard's my tight end. He's sitting at 51. He he came off a 135 yard game with seven catches, I think. Mm-hmm. It was a very nice game. And then I went cheap at at, at my flex. I went McCole Hardman. That obviously all depends on, on Kelsey and Hill, but he's sitting at 3,500. And last but not least, um, even even though the Texans seem improved, I went ahead I went ahead and went with the Chargers sitting at 34. So that's that's my basic lineup there. Like I said, my original line is very, very similar to Luke's, and I'll probably go with many of the same players, but that's where I'm at. Do y'all have any pivots there that you'd like to throw out? Um, another receiver that I didn't, well, I mentioned, but I didn't mention playing and how much his price is right now. Remember the pages have like almost no receivers playing or that might not play. Um, the only that might play still is Kendrick Bourne because he doesn't have any COVID symptoms, but I guess he was tested and whatever the NFL does with COVID, but he says he's fine. So especially whether he plays or not, cause there's no, they might, there might not be Nikhil Harry. There might not be Aguilar. Jacoby Myers at forty nine hundred can be a very good play. Yeah, I agree. Somebody's got somebody's got to catch the ball. He already he got twelve no targets. He got twelve targets last week. Now you remove Kendrick Bourne and Aguilar, he's going to get like thirty. <laughs> at Let's least half that at fifteen. Let's yeah. not forget Keneal Harry. Now let's not leave him out. <laughs> oh no, no, Nikhil Harry's hurt too. He got he got hurt. Yeah. I think he suffered a concussion. I'm not sure what it yeah. was, but he 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 got brought out and he has he had some some kind of injury. I think. Let me actually look that up now. Um, I did throw his name on the COVID list, but if Brandon Cooks does happen to play, he's still 6,300. He's going to get a lot of targets. So I'm still playing Brandon Cooks if he's active from COVID. Obviously, we're a day early, so we have a lot less of clarity who's playing right now. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple quarterbacks I want to throw out there that aren't too expensive this week. Stafford is sitting at 6,700 at the Vikings, and Hertz is playing versus the Giants at 64. 
I think both those could be decent plays. I know that, uh, unfortunately, Stafford in his last game was not was really not very good, but I'd give him a shot. They uh, didn't really play all that well against Seattle. Seattle was messing around trying to win that game for a while. Yeah, I mean, it's very competitive. I, I was in um, the Scott Fish Bowl, and I really needed Stafford to wind up with basically a negative game. It didn't, didn't happen. So <laughs> my season's over, but I finished 17th out of 96. So I'm not too disappointed. I only have two pivot total plays left for down. Um, one guy that's getting the rock again is Devin Singletary. He's 5,100. All of a sudden, he's the guy. I don't know. They just gave up on Zach Moss. They keep making him inactive. So I think Singletary is the RB1 in Buffalo now. But um, not sure what happened to Zach Moss, or maybe he's just not that good. I don't know. But Singletary's getting the ball a lot. And, and then, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead, Luke. I was just going to say one defense I wrote down was I don't mind the Giants at 2,500 because the first time they played the Eagles, they picked them off three times. Jalen Hurts was not good, and the Giants' D has not played bad. So if you need to absolutely punt defense, I think that's the lowest one I would go to. That makes a lot of sense. One one thing to keep a, keep an eye on going into the weekend is the Eagles running back situation. Miles um, Sanders missed practice yesterday and today. But last weekend, he had well over 100 yards. I think it was close to 142 or something like that. Uh, 131 against Washington and 120 the week before. He's been really good. And he's sitting at 5,600. But if he's out, Jordan Howard seems likely to come back. Either one of those are pretty good plays at your running back position if you need to go relatively cheap. How about this former Patriot right here, Sony Michelle? Oh, I know. And he's 5,500. What is his price tag? Is around 56? 55. Yeah, it's too cheap. If, yeah, if, I think there's a lot of good cheap running back plays this week. Yeah, if like you, you mentioned, if Miles Sanders doesn't play, if Kenneth Gainwell at yeah. 40, 49, 47. I don't mind Gainwell. Gainwell's kind of burned me a few times off and on this year, but he, he's definitely talented. I think next year will we'll stand out, but I don't mind. At 4,900, it's hard to go wrong with him. Yeah. Well, that's all the pivot plays I wrote down. Unless you guys had a cup more. Um, if Stevenson doesn't, I'm sorry. If Stevenson doesn't play, and you only have Damian Harris because they haven't played JJ Taylor in in weeks, so Brandon Bolden could be a solid play at 42. Yeah, I did have another defense wrote down. I missed it. Um, I mentioned Denver. I don't mind playing the Raiders in the same game just because Drew Locke's playing. That's a funny thing. That's what I was going to throw out earlier when you were talking about the Broncos. It's like, I don't mind the other side of that. Yeah, Drew Locke is a turnover waiting to happen. But mm-hmm. I'm just think uh, it's going to be the Javante Melvin Gordon. Drew Locke's probably going to throw like um, 10 passes. So, I don't. We've talked about every Chargers receiver, and rightfully so. But a very cheap option is Josh Palmer at 3,400. Um, Guyton. Guyton's also amongst the many on the COVID list. So when, yeah. when, when Palmer's been given an opportunity, he's done very, very well. And he's a rookie out of Tennessee. So I think he could do something. That probably yeah. means we should throw Jared Cook out there too. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I don't exactly. know what his price is this week, but thirty-five. take your shot on any of the Chargers this week. There's going to be touchdowns of plenty. And the last tight end I've got is, is Noah Fant. Against, okay. against the Raiders, I don't, I don't mind him. If, if Lock, if Lock completes ten passes, I would, I would say Fat might get half of those because I don't mm-hmm. see Lock being able to complete many downfield bombs or anything. I think so. He still has chemistry with the receivers there. 
if anything, there'll be more downfield passes than check down master Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> could, could be right. It's, did I have anything else here? Um, last two defenses I've got, I really like the Eagles versus the Giants. And the Seahawks, even though the run defense is bad, they actually played pretty good against the Rams. So could you always give them a chance at 3,000. For sure. All right. I think we can go to spread picks. I'm, unless you guys got anything else, I'm good. That's all I've got. Okay. And Niners about to score again. They look like they're just about to run over Tennessee. They're already they, inside the 10 again. How many games have they won in a row? Like six or something? Uh, the Niners? I think they lost one. No, in the yeah, they, they, they lost to Seattle. Seattle. Oh, yeah, Seattle beat them. But, yeah, if it wasn't for that game, then, yeah. They, yeah, it would be six. They've, they've been playing about as well as anybody here lately. Mm-hmm. Them and the Dolphins, man. Dolphins and, have been the good, Colts. too. But yeah, that's the thing, I mean, I don't, I don't know how y'all feel, but the NFL is just completely, like, up for grabs to me this year. Yeah, there's really no, like, oh, this is the best team in football. <laughs> if the Chiefs defense keeps playing like that, I don't know. Yeah. Well, okay. they also should have lost last week. I'm scared of that team if their defense is rolling. No, they also should have lost last week if the Chargers weren't dumb. Ha, ah, well, Jimmy, Jimmy G just showed up. He just threw a pick in the end zone. That's the Jimmy G we all know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Uh, Matt, what you got for us this week? I know New England's on there, so, you know. Yeah, let me just put that on there now. <laughs> now it's back week. Mac Jones is going to come on looking like Tom Brady. And wow. We're going to go from there. Wow. We're going there. Tom Brady, Mac Jones comparisons. <laughs> Yikes. Um, I went – I swear I am blind. I went Bengals minus three here. Um, I do. I still do think they're the best team in the division. Um. I think they're the most healthy team in the division as well. So that'll that'll definitely come into play here. <clears throat> Late in the season, it comes down to depth and who's the most healthy. And and it's in Cincinnati. So Ravens like coming it. off a heartbreaking loss last week. Steeler fans have to root for Baltimore because since he swept us, um, we're not used to rooting for Baltimore in this matchup. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> I'm rooting for Baltimore too, but... Yeah, I'm with, with Mav here in a minute. Yeah, me too. I, I, I'm not expecting it, but I'm hoping. I don't want this to happen, but looking at how these two teams are playing as of late, this seems like a no-brainer. I'm gonna go Indianapolis plus one. Um, can the Cardinals stop if the Patriots can't stop Jonathan Taylor? And I know the Patriots don't have like the best run D, but they're known for like, all right, we're gonna slow down, not stop, but we're gonna slow down your your best player. They couldn't even do that. Um, I don't know if the Cardinals can. And their defense is also pretty solid. You will say this, though, Mav. The Colts held down Ta- – excuse me. The Pats held down Taylor for three and a half quarters. So, he yeah. Had one- yeah, no, no, but they were they were still – they were still getting, what was it, like anywhere from five to seven yards on first down. Yeah. They just weren't letting them break it till the end. Yeah, I mean, it was the Patriots were playing a pretty much like a, a bend but don't break defense because, like, outside of, um, I think they had like one solid offensive drive in the first half, and everything else was a special teams touchdown. And then they Mac threw a pick, and then he threw also threw another pick in the red zone. So, especially after Michael Pittman got ejected, and you weren't scared of any of their weapons after he's gone, really. I mean, wasn't scared of him. I wasn't scared of any of their weapons. It was yeah. Carson Wentz throwing the ball, right. <laughs> Terrible. 
And, and and you're in a dome. You can't even blame the weather for how bad you were throwing. <laughs> right. <laughs> At least Mac was like, yeah, I'm a rookie playing in a dome. My coach is like, yeah, we're just not going to throw the ball because we don't feel like it. No, you couldn't throw the ball because you just can't. Exactly. He start- um, Went started out the season fairly well, too. Yeah. And it's like you Wait. have you you have the best running back behind you. <laughs> Play action. People are open and you still can't go through passes. Right. Terrible. Um, this is probably one of the hardest teams to figure out. And I said I was done, but I'm not. I'm lying. Vikings plus three and a half. <laughs> I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if they beat the Rams because it is the Vikings and we have no idea what they're doing. The game will be close. It's the Vikings. I, they'll probably lose by three if they do lose. Yeah, because they're, they're going to miss a kick. <laughs> they're in every game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just like never on this team ever, and I like I've I've always I've always liked the coach on this team, and it wouldn't surprise me if he saw another upset here. Give me the trip plus six. No, nothing. Yeah, I actually like it. Wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't what surprise if Jared, me. What if Jared Goss out? I don't even think it matters. I don't know. I don't think they don't even. They, they, don't, <laughs> don't, even, they don't even. They don't even like Jared Goof yeah. up there. He played good last week, though. It you know it wasn't just Craig Reynolds. He had a really good game against Arizona. He's like eight and one against the Cardinals in his career. Is, is the it's backup? Hilarious. Is the backup for the Lions maybe Blau or whatever his name is? It might be. I know he's there. I don't know if they have what? a veteran. Let's look, let's look it up. It is Tim Blau. Boyle. You have okay, Blau and yeah. Boyle. Oh, yeah. He played a couple of games early, earlier in the season. At least he was on the field. No, let, 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 let's see what the Falcons can do. I, I I think six could be too much. Especially especially with the Falcons' defense. Anybody can score on that. And last but not least, I think this is too many points. Man, this is actually a bad pick now. <laughs> this has become a bad pick. I forgot Cooks was out. I took the Texans plus ten. I think ten points is too much. It's a lot when when the Chargers are playing on the road. That's for sure. And when was the last time the Chargers even won by more than ten? The Bengals. Okay. Exactly. They, they beat up on the Bengals. They beat up on the Giants. I mean, they're good at beating up on bad teams. Like really good. Well, actually, the Bengals aren't even a bad team. I just see the Giants here. Um, and then the Raiders by two touchdowns. Yeah, no, never mind. Just don't listen to me. Don't don't pick the Texans. Let's let's not do that. You set them off that one. <laughs> yeah, I like the minute I was like, yeah, there's no Brandon Cook. Like, this is actually very bad because how are the Texans going to score? He could play, but we don't know yet. Yeah, no, we we don't even know. I'm not going to take that. My other pick, the other pick, other pick I wanted was Washington plus ten and a half. I think that's too many points for a Dallas team. So trying to figure out how to score the score the ball with all those weapons. So I'll I'll pivot to Washington. Okay. Miami here at minus one and a half with Ian Book playing quarterback for the Saints could be really interesting play too. What's yeah. the spread game again? Minus one and a half for Miami. Okay, that changed from. I guess that changed three or four points today then. Right when Taysom got ruled out. Yeah, the funny thing is, I mean, it's not like Taysom's been awesome himself. No, he's terrible. So, who knows? Book might be competitive. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, so those are my my picks there. Saints are tricky at home. Yeah. Um, I'm with you on one map. I'm with you with the Patriots this week. 
I don't think Buffalo's I'm jump, I need to get off the Buffalo train. I'm off it. I think this is the Patriots show up and say, we're your daddy, and we're going to win this game. I don't Buffalo know. won their last game, right? Oh, yeah. They beat yeah. The that was yeah, but Cam they're Cam a mess. Sat there and watched that game. And that game really was – it was a 10-point game for a long time. It, they did not take them out like easy. I, I think this is a Patriots. Um, and also, as Pittsburgh fan, we are actually rooting for the Patriots here. If we're looking at wild card, so this is weird rooting for the Patriots and Ravens in the same weekend. This is very strange, weird territory, but uh, I'm with you, though, for sure. I like at home, less than a field goal. Give me Belichick. Never going wrong going there. All right. So Saturday, I have both the Saturday games picked. I'm taking the Packers to just obliterate the Browns. They're going to go to Lambeau and get stomped. Sorry. Hermes Rodgers is the hottest quarterback in the league. You can't mess with that dude. Devontae Adams is going to go off. Um, I'd lay that up to 10. I'm that comfortable. I think they just obliterate the Browns. No, I'm not a Browns hater or nothing. Yeah, no. <laughs> nothing. Um, but I am going to get you on the other side of the game. I'm actually taking Zona I because of the Carson Wentz factor. I think if they get into it, he's going to make too many mistakes. And I think the Cardinals, yeah, they, they'll have some trouble with Jonathan Taylor, but – Wentz won't be able to keep up with them, and they're going to be mad after how they played last week. I think they show out at home, and it should be a fun game. But I, I, I hope like so. the Cardinals. I'm okay I, with being wrong here. I'm okay. Yeah. Um. Let's see. What is the other one? Oh, you said it's too many points, but <laughs> I tried to tell you without Jared Goff. I'm taking the Falcons, and I'm laying points. Lions come out their win. I think this is the opposite week this week. And it sounds so gross laying almost a touchdown with the Atlanta Falcons. And Detroit has covered the spread in nine games this year. Um, they've been a covering machine, but I think the Falcons keep getting it right. And I almost, like I said, I almost played Matt Ryan and Gage together. I'm big on the Falcons this week, and they're going to let me down because the Falcons will probably be up and then blow it like they always do. Hashtag 28 to 3. <laughs> um, and then two more picks. I had the Chargers because I was laughing. I was like, Are you really gonna take I'm taking the Chargers? <laughs> like, no. Brandon Cooks or not, nah, I just blow out City. Don't make this close, Chargers. Don't pull a Chargers here. Just blow it out, get it out of the way. 28 nothing and a half, something, you know. Texans are just they're just ready for the season to be over. Um and then I'm with you on Washington. You're a pivot there. I agree. It's too many points for a Dallas team that isn't playing that well. Yeah, you agreed with me somewhere. Let's go. Well, we got that in the Patriots. We got two together. Yeah, uh, I went. But I went. I went zero and six last week. That was terrible. No, you got. You got one. I went zero and six. I don't even want to care. What, I don't even care what the one no, is. No, no, you had the Saints. Oh, and that that was yeah. the obvious play. <laughs> Hey, I'm giving you credit, man. No, I don't right? even want that credit. I don't even want it. <laughs> Tell me, let me. No, I. I went on da- six. Dallas is the overhyped media team, man. They're not playing good at all. Like their defense is playing better than their offense. Mm-hmm. Dak, ever and since who, that calf who injury, thought, who, who thought that? Yeah, nobody. Um, Michael Parsons is a freaking animal, but mm-hmm. there's something not. They're just like third. I'm watching like third nine. They're just handing it off up the middle. Like I'm like, what the heck? Like they just. I think something's not right with Dak. Like, I think his injury is more than they're letting on or something. I really don't know. But 10 points in a divisional game, I think Washington loses by touchdown. Possibly win this game. That'd be crazy. But that might be too much Sunday night in Dallas. But 10 and a half, too many points. I'm with you, buddy. Brian, what you got for us this week, Wood? You kicked our ass last week, so. Yeah, I had a hard time. You know, I don't know. I didn't love a ton of games this week. And over the last three weeks, I'm 13 and 5. So, 
maybe if you're listening, I would probably go with the other two guys this week. But uh, you got to no. because you got to stop your win streak. Somewhere. I went zero and six last week. I did put up like 145 points with my team though, and then I guess whoever was clo- second closest had like 127. So yeah. fantasy, yeah. I did pretty <laughs> decent last week. Yeah, me and Brian were 128.78 to 128.5 with completely different lineups. It's crazy how all that ends up that close. But yeah, Matt just, got us in the DK part of it. I'm just thankful I did a good job of picking the league I was in because out of 20 teams, I still came in fifth. I, I just got lucky on that one, but that, that life goes on. It was a low-scoring week last week, too. But but anyhow, in terms of my picks, I'm going to make a content, contingency pick first. And I'm guessing since Luke didn't mention him, he's not he's not on board with me this week. But I'm actually going to take as long as Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Oh man, <laughs> I'm going to take plus nine and a half for 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 our home hometown Steelers. So, what if they, they do, do play? play? Oh, if they do, this is my contingency. <laughs> <laughs> what if one of them plays? I, I'd still go with the contingency pick, but okay, one of plays. I'm I'm going to say. Either A, the line will get adjusted, but since it hasn't already done so, I'm going to guess it's staying the same. I think it was just wrong. I think it was 10 before the COVID news, I want to say. Now it's down to eight and a half. Yeah. Yeah. If those guys, that almost a touchdown and a field goal seems like too much to me. But so my contingency play would be be the Eagles minus 10 and a half versus the Giants. So that's my contingency play. So just keep that in mind for my record or lack thereof this week. Um, I, I, I agree with Luke on this one. Cardinals minus one versus the Colts. Uh-oh. I, I also agree with the Bengals minus three versus the Ravens. I'm sorry, guys, but I've actually got the Bills plus two and a half. Ooh. Okay. I just, I just feel – I don't know. I said a couple weeks ago that nobody rallied like the Pittsburgh Steelers, but it was the original saying was the Bills. I just think they're as good a team as the Patriots. And I would make the pick. I would make it almost a pick'em game to me. I think it's too, a little too much. And then Raiders are pick'em pick'em versus the Broncos at home. I'm gonna just go with the Raiders. And then last but not least, I don't blame you. I should hate on the two. <sighs> I want to take the Cowboys minus ten and a half. So. Oh, you're against us on that one. We're yeah, definitely all we're definitely all against each other on multiple plays here. Well, he's against us with the Bills and the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. He picked the Bengals. He's with the Cardinals. I guess I'm the only one there with the uh, the Colts. Nobody else wanted to back the Packers. Are you guys really scared of the Browns? Or do you think it's too many points? I think, um, I think yeah. it could. But at least Baker Mayfield's going to be back. And the one thing about the Browns that I've been impressed with even with a third string, third string quarterback playing, they they find a way most times to be, or a lot of times to be competitive. So yeah, a lot Got of their ga- a lot of their games too are pretty close. So they beat the Ravens by one. I mean, they always beat up on the Bears. So that doesn't even count. They beat the Rams by eight. Um, they beat the Cardinals by week. three. They beat the Bengals by three, and then they beat the Niners by two. So a lot of their wins are close. They don't okay. quit. I mean. You know, for a franchise that besides before last year was basically had done nothing for a long time, if ever, I get I have a lot of respect for them, and especially at home, they don't blow anybody at home unless you're the Bears. Like yeah. the Ravens at home, beat them by one. 
You lost to the Vikings at home. You lost to the Chiefs at home. Then again, that wasn't even Rodgers. You beat the Cardinals. So you have no receivers, but you beat them by three at home. You beat the Bengals by three at home. You beat the Steelers. That's on the road. You beat the Bengals at home by three. You beat the Niners by two at home. So even at home, it doesn't even matter because what what usually happens is that they play from behind at home. And then it's like, oh, they're in Lambeau Field. There we go. Come back. So I don't know. That's just kind of like how I viewed it. They, they just have not. They may be the best team in the NFL, but the Packers, have, have, like, like like Mav was saying, just haven't been dominant to me. Mav, but, I want to ask, ask you, being the non-Steeler fan, do you think the Chiefs just take care of Pittsburgh or what? It definitely depends on Terry Kill plays. Okay. Even if even if Kelsey plays, I wouldn't be one thousand percent afraid. Uh, but Tyree Kill will take like a screen and run 30, 40, right. 50 yards. Yeah. Okay. Now, even Fair if enough. it's if, if it's just Kelsey, you double him. Yeah. They'll you put have, they'll put Mika Fitzpatrick on him if, if yeah, Tyree, okay. especially if Tyreek's gone. Now Tyreek's there. Mika's gonna have to try to cover both. Yeah, you know, you, know, you, you have to double Kelsey. If, if Terry Kill doesn't play, I, I like the Steelers. And nobody wanted to pick Jacksonville versus the Jets. Nobody has. <laughs> For some reason, I have a I have a disclaimer that in general, I don't pick teams that are below five hundred. If you if you can't win <laughs> half your games, then I go to my pick. Man, I'm over here picking. Who did I pick below five hundred? Because we the we Lions about, and the Texans. <laughs> we about picked every game. We didn't pick that. Nobody picked the Tampa Bay game. Against Carolina, it's ten. Nobody went either way with that. Um, I think ten's too much for a team with nobody to throw the ball to. I think yeah, we all. I think we all like the Dolphins a little bit with Ian Book the way they're playing. Um, yeah, and, and then Seattle yeah, Bears. They had trouble against the Jets, so who knows what? Yeah. The, who knows what a better defense is going to do to Tua? And I'm not touching Seattle and the Bears. I have no interest in. Yeah, yeah. that's just another two bad teams there. Who we don't even know what they're what they're even going to do. Yeah. All right. I, th- I was thought I thought you might throw the Bucks on their ten, man, being Brady and all, but without all our weapons, divisional too many, game, too many, too many points. I already, I already took the Patriots. Taking both is <laughs> it's too much. You can't take them all in DraftKings and the picks, you know. Yeah, you right. Spread it out a little bit. <laughs> well, man, all right, Luke. We'll, we'll sign out of here and watch the rest of the game. What's the score at last count? Seven so. nothing. Forty nine have the ball. Third and eleven. Uh, they might kick a field goal here. He he missed use check on a wide open down the field touchdown. He just threw it over his head. There was nobody within 15 yards. Jimmy G that's, doing Jimmy G things. That's Jimmy G for you. He'll make this game close. It looks uh, they should be killing him. It looks like from the little bit I've seen, but Jimmy G makes everything close. Yep. <laughs> All righty, but those are our Twitter uses below. Um, I will be for sure live tweeting the Patriots Bills games because it, it is at one o'clock. So. I'll be doing that for sure. I didn't know if you had anything else. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lucas Depow at Lucas Depow on Twitter. Um, Steelers Chiefs, 4 o'clock. Tune in. Um, Niners did just kick a field goal. It's 10 nothing. For anybody keeping track, everybody's got the Niners kicker in their fantasy playoffs. Kickers matter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see you guys next week, and Merry Christmas to all. Merry Christmas. Thanks for tuning in a day early. Brian, you want to lead us out of here? Sounds good. Like uh, like Mav was saying, I, I've done a lot of writing this this year, but right now I've kind of got I've got writer's block, so I'm uh, I may be done for the rest of the year. I might just be scaling out of here, doing a little little, little um doing our podcast live streaming maybe on Sunday, 
kind of just cutting back. But uh, once again, Vandegrad92, uh, we appreciate y'all tuning in. We'll be back next Friday at 8, at 8 o'clock, and we want to wish y'all Merry Christmas. Thanks again for tuning in a day early. Peace Merry out, Christmas. guys. Merry Christmas. Take care. Yes.